If you're a local government enthusiast who's looking for fresh conversations over a hot cup of morning coffee or tea or while you're driving or walking the dog, you do you. You're in the right place. Welcome to the Local Gov Cafe podcast, hosted by Susan Gardner and Ann Mitchell. This podcast is devoted to having conversations that matter, covering the full menu of municipal topics. You'll discover guests who bring insight and inspiration to the issues that drive and challenge communities. We'll be talking with leaders in policy, practice, consulting, and academia to put a spotlight on civic government and the people who make it all happen at the local level. I'm very (laughs) pleased that we have Jim Pufalt with us in the cafe. Jim has just received the Long Service Award for 40 years in the role of city manager, most recently serving for the city of Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Welcome, Jim, and congratulations. Thank you very much, and good morning. Thanks for the opportunity to sit down and chat. So, Jim, as a city manager, the role is extremely unique, and working in local government can be very challenging at times, as we know. So can you talk to our listeners a little bit about your greatest achievements and your greatest challenges in the role of city manager? I think the greatest achievements are coming into a new place, and I've moved quite a bit in my career, I think five or six communities. And coming into a new area, taking the time to talk to the people who are there, finding out what the issues are, and finding a way to move everybody forward in a direction that they think they need to go. I think lots of our role as a city manager is to facilitate, is to find out what are the irritants, what are things that are not working right, and how can we make them better, and what things are working great, and how can we enhance them. So that's a lot of our role, I think. And so I think in Moose I was able to uh, do that, the part of the conditions of employment was I said to city council, we need to have a strategic plan because they had never had done a corporate one before. And so we were able to sit down. We had two great consultants that gave us a hand with that. We put a strategic plan together and really everything worked together. And as with a strategic plan, if it sits on a shelf, it's useless to you. And so we made sure we operationalized it. Uh, we did annual reporting to the community. And at the last report that I was able to do in April, we had revamped economic development. We had created about $1.3 billion of economic activity into the area over five years, which was huge, 10 times whatever they've had before. We had the community become, I think, our organization become leading edge. One of our objectives was to do entrepreneurial civic administration. And so we had over 150 specific initiatives where we saved money and we increased productivity. We were new and innovative and That's probably the biggest achievement over the last five years is just bringing that all together, having everybody head in the same direction and making things happen for your community, which is, that's what our job is to do. Biggest challenges, of course, are trying to get the team to all head into the same direction. So it's a lot of work. And as again, as we know, we have to facilitate and make sure we create the opportunities for people to be successful. And again, I had just a great team at City of Moose Jaw. I hired half of them and half of them were there. And so we were able to just get everybody heading in the same direction. We received decent council support for the initiatives. And again, it's trying to get everybody to head in that same direction and stay on track because it's so easy to get sidetracked and heading off into rabbit holes. And so again, we have to put all our resources to the objectives, make sure we're achieving them and reporting. And then that's, I think, a huge role of what we can do. City manager. 
And I always think our role is very much like a bridge between the politicians and administration, between everybody and stakeholders internally and externally. And I would say that city manager is the largest balancing act. So talk about the challenges a little bit about work-life balance and how you managed to overcome that in your 40 years. I think that as a, a younger city manager, work-life balance, at the start, it was really, there's things to get done. And career-wise, to move forward, you have to keep on working. And the life balance took a little bit of a hit back in those days. And so when you start, really, you're just trying to create your position, create your reputation. And then once you get kids, everything changes. So you have to find a way to get that work-life balance. But I found that it's important that your family understands that there's certain times that you can't be at something. You have an obligation to your employer. We know that our jobs are not nine to five by any stretch. And they're, you're expected basically a call 365 days a year. And so sometimes you have to take those calls. But the other opportunity, if you're able to get ahead and get to a position that you have some time, that you can take it off and spend the time with your family. And so try to do that. And I started before there was computers in every office and iPads and smartphones and everything you could do. And you really had to control those tools and use them as tools and not as let them control you. And so you had to be able to click off at the end of the day, just as we're talking before we start, five of comes, you have to be able to turn off and move towards being a family time and something more of a normal life as compared to what we normally live. Did your family ever find it challenging your role, having such a high profile in the community and very visible and... Yeah, we found it, again, we've moved quite a bit. It's hard to make friends and because, you know, really our careers are transient ones and you're moving around quite a bit. And so it's hard to make friends. It's a lot easier when you have kids because they're involved in sports and then you meet parents that are, you have the same interest and they don't, they're not concerned about what you do for a living. They just know that you're Nathan's dad and you're coaching hockey. And that's a really big thing is. But as you move into different areas and your kids get out of sports, it's really hard to meet people. And it's fine for us as city managers, you, you meet people all the time. You're going to meetings, people that you work with, but your spouses are stuck at home and they have to find their own way. And it's really tough sometimes because not everybody wants to be friends with city managers. And then sometimes too, your spouse has to be uprooted from their career and relocated as well too. So... Maybe you could tell us about some of the biggest lessons that have stood out for you during your career, things that you've learned, and how you would spin that into advice for younger, newer city managers who are just starting out. I think that it's absolutely key that you remain professional and you keep the distance between yourselves. And it's not that you can't be friends, but you can't be best buds with people on council as well as with your staff, because at times you have to tell them things that they probably don't want to hear. And so it's really important that you keep that balance. You play that role that we have, which is very lonely lots of times, because you're the only one in this whole position in the whole city that does that. And so you have to play your role and ensure that you are providing that conduit between council and to the administration and back. And you have to always provide your best professional advice. You can't be, again, waylaid or influenced by People in the community, special interest groups, council members, you have to always bear in mind what's the best for the community. And that's what our role is to make sure that's what we're worried about. I'm not worried about people getting reelected. 
I'm not worried about special interest groups. I'm not worried about developers. I want to know what's best for the community and how can we all work that together? And so always give your professional advice. Be bold, be innovative, be creative. Tell people what they need to hear. Well, lots of times we are working with councils that great careers in other areas, but not as council with the municipality. And so it's really important to help them to create and achieve the goals that they're trying to achieve. And again, councilors are the final voice on things, but you have to give your best professional advice. And if you think they're heading in a wrong direction, you need to tell them. And sometimes consequences come with that, but that's what you have to do as a professional. That's the job. That's the job. That's the job. Yeah, yeah. You have to tell. You said something interesting earlier, and I wonder if you would maybe uh, share that here with listeners. We were just talking about the CAMA conference and how great it is for CAOs, city managers, what a great space it is. You want to talk about that? Yeah, I had an opportunity with a first-time person coming to a CAMA convention yesterday at lunch. And so we had a great opportunity to chat back and forth. And just like we talked today, it was her first CAMA convention. And it was, I said, look around this room. These are the only people in the whole country of Canada know exactly what you do. There's nobody else that understands it because outside looking in, you don't understand the work that you have to do behind the scenes to make sure everything happens, to make sure we're all heading in the same direction. And you know, for example, a council member comes every couple of weeks and there's a package, nice package full of recommendations, professional advice, and away you go. But that's the tip of the iceberg, all the work we do behind the scenes to make sure that all happens. So not a lot of people understand that. It's a hard gig, but it's a great gig because you get to make decisions every day that affect the welfare of the people that work that you work for. And so it's so much fun to do this job that, you know, it's, you're making a difference every day. I'll said to lots of our younger staff, if we don't do our job right, people can't get and play hockey in the morning. And little kids that are five years old, just looking forward to Saturday morning hockey. And if somebody's not there, we, we failed. And so our best work is behind the scenes where nobody knows that this is all the things we do to make sure that the ice is in, there's somebody flooding the ice, we're cutting the grass, all those things happen. They just don't happen by whim. There's strategies and plans and procedures behind Lots of opportunities for people to come to CAMA conventions and talk to colleagues. Because again, there's nobody in your community that really knows what you do. And so this is a great opportunity to sit down with people, experience it, and you can learn from everybody. I learn from younger people and older people. It's just, we do such a uh, an amazing job that we make such a difference for people so everybody is can contribute to this. I couldn't agree more I just love local government still at my advanced age <laughs> I'm still loving it every day I get up and go to work and I'm always excited to get up and go to work that's why Susan and I did the podcast too because we're both so passionate yeah. about local government and I do think it's the best level of government by far the work that we do affects everybody when you get up in the morning and you turn on the water for a shower, that's your city is, is providing you service. Your garbage is picked up. You're able to drive on the street. Everything we do affects everybody. And so that's why it's so important. And I think lots of people have a real special interest in the work that we do. And sometimes that's cool. Sometimes not because there's 35,000 armchair quarterbacks around the world that just understand exactly. If I was doing this, you wouldn't do it. Again, people are certainly entitled to their opinions. And uh, again, as professionals, I think we always have to take that type of criticism or that information that we hear. And is there something we can do better? So there's always sometimes a kernel of truth in what you're hearing. So Jim, we are, as municipalities, creations of the province and the various provinces across the country. And the provincial government does have a role to play. And I've always found it fascinating in my research, the different 
legislation and pieces of legislation. Is there a role here for provincial governments to improve the lot of city managers? And what are your thoughts on that? I think that over the past 15 or 20 years, there's been a lot of work towards that. Legislation in Saskatchewan, for example, requires that you actually have a city, a chief administrative officer in the olden days. The olden days, <laughs> it wasn't that clear. And so a lot of that information is there. I know I was just talking to a person from Saskatchewan who moved to the Maritimes, and he's saying in the, the province he's in, the legislation is that you can't fire a, a city manager unless there's gross negligence and it has to be proven. So that's an interesting thing. I don't know. I think that the governments are doing what they can to establish the professionalism of civic administrations and the people that work in there. And again, unfortunately, unfortunately, the system is democratic and there's election every four years in, in most places and people come in with different ideas. And so, again, if you can't, if you can't convince the new council members that this is a great direction that we're heading, things happen. And so that's, so that's the career that we have. But again, if you're doing a great job, you can last four years. Yes. and make things happen. So I don't know what they could do. I think something about that type of level of protection might be helpful for that type of situation because, again, it happens every four years and you can hear people moving along. And, again, it's part of the gig. And as we know, it's the greatest gig in the world, but sometimes it ain't. Yeah, and you can see the change in staffing, and it's always around the election time. And yeah. so thank you for that. And you've probably touched on it a little bit here, but maybe you can talk about the challenges that remain grounded in this position. You're the bridge between council and the administration, and there's a lot of responsibility with that. What are some of the tools and strategies you use to address that? I think, again, having strategic plans and plans that are followed through and proving to councils in the community that you're doing the job, that you're meeting your key performance indicators, that your objectives are being met are all very important things that you can do. And again, it's really important as the professional, I hate to use the word bureaucracy because I think I'm like the worst bureaucrat in the whole world because I don't have a lot of patience for procedure and process and we can't do something because I'm more of a, okay, there's always a way. So let's not get bogged down a red tape. And so being the conduit between council and the community and the staff, again, it's really important that we follow up on our strategic planning, that we are successful, that we celebrate success. In Canada, we don't do that as much. We should brag more about things that we do. Again, in Moose it was we do annual reporting back to the city and the community about the success of our objectives, quarterly reports talking about progress throughout the year. Because again, I think that it's important that you celebrate success and show that you are doing a great job and you know, you're making a ma major difference for your community. Excellent. Congratulations on 40 years. That is quite a milestone. I'm only on year 19, and I don't think I'll make 40, Jim. <laughs> well, I started, of course, at 20, and I came out of school, and the first job I had was as a town administrator in Saskatchewan. And so it's been a great career, like I said. I had so much fun. I've been able to see the entire country. I've been able to make a difference for a ton of people. One thing I didn't mention I did in Saskatchewan, which was very cool, is that we had, I'm not sure people have heard about the revenue sharing formula in Saskatchewan, which is huge. In 2007, I was able to co-chair the city mayor's caucus working group with the province. And so we were able to achieve a really great formula for revenue sharing. And it's increased the revenue coming back between the province and the municipalities tenfold. 
So that was a huge success. Amazing. Yeah. And so I had just a blast doing that too, because I was in Estevan at the time and I was representing city of Regina, city of Saskatoon, every city in Saskatchewan I was able to work with. And so it was exciting to be able to be part of that process and make that happen. It's, it's again, it's part of our job. You often get to help an entire province in that circumstance. I was able to, along with great teams of people, other city managers and councils. So it was just a blast to be able to do that. And it's nice at this point in your career to have those kinds of contributions yeah. to to look back on to that you've made a difference. Yeah. It's very rewarding. And in our job, we're always building things. And I drive by uh, communities I was in. Was, oh, I helped build that. There's something we worked on. Oh, look at there's a new recreation complex that we were able to build for a water treatment. So it it's is, just been so much fun. It's so rewarding. It really is. Thank you again for joining us. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jim. Thanks for joining us in the Local Gov Cafe. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to share on social media or tell a friend. And we hope you'll join us next time as we welcome our next guest. You won't want to miss it.